Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. 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 And this is Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens between it. And so once you got on T, you started seeing some things changing. Yes, and that was probably the next thing that was very exciting. What were some things that changed that like either surprised you or pleased you or... The initial changes, because they happened quicker than I thought they would, even though, you know, there's a lot of changes any trans person might find themselves waiting on. My voice changing, my muscle distribution and muscle mass, my face and, and neck, you know, my face squaring off and my neck as a, as the muscles were bulking up um, from the testosterone. Having Your neck that, got bigger. Yeah. And having like my friend notice that when he, when they came over and say, you know, George, your your face looks different, mm-hmm. you know, because you don't see it maybe when you're looking in the mirror every day, right? So, um, you're all manly and stuff. Thanks. <laughs> that's that's the point. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm glad you liked it. I do. Me too. Yeah. So all that tea is is doing good things for you. And um, my wife has pointed out that. My hairline, at least on one side, the left side has moved. It's very funny to me that I didn't even notice it, and it's on one side, and it's such an odd That's because retreat. you don't dye your own hair. You have me do it. Mm-hmm. So, yes, your hairline has receded, but only on... Only on one side. That's great. You sure? Here, check. <laughs> yes, it's further back on the right. Okay, so body hair. I'm hairy. You are hairy. And hairier and hairier. And hairier. Yeah. Yeah, your your leg hair is coming up and your middle hair is going down and you have a little strip in the middle that still doesn't have anything and it's yeah, and then kinda I'm cute. Just a little hairier everywhere. You are. My fingers. Your ears. My ears. <laughs> So yes, what's this about face shape? Your face is squarer. Your it's, your jaw muscles are are angular much more so than they used to be. Which was one of the first things that anyone noticed. Yes, my good friend when him and his wife were over a couple of weeks after I had been on tea and they noticed that. So that was the first thing. But if you say so, I do. I believe you. And muscles are still good. And I've been actually lazy this week and have hardly worked out. But they're, in, they're probably in the same. months since we've updated about your now every level every. Everything has doubled. All my weights have doubled, whereas before there were some lagging. Right. All of them have at least doubled. Good. So I do have less chest as my body fat has been redistributing, you know, everywhere. Mm -hmm. And so they're smaller. And I have reached this stage of baby face stage. Yes, which you see that on a lot of guys' videos that if you're watching their one year or two years on T, that somewhere between month four and month 10, they hit about a month and a half of being a little chubby everywhere, like their body fat has redistributed from their hips and chest to their whole freaking body. And some of that, I thought that I would be able to manage. I didn't want to gain too much fat, so I've been exercising and trying to be conscious of all my body needs as far as food and exercise and such. And there seems to be no way around that. That's just going to happen anyway, because yes. I've seen it happen to other guys. Some of them uh, exercise, some of them don't, and I'm just at a chubby stage of Yeah. Even yeah. the healthy guys end up with a chubby face I've for a little bit. I've got chubbiness, and it's not just because I'm a 
50-year-old adolescent that wants Cheetos. It's not just because of that. No, <laughs> you are a 50-year-old adolescent, I but am. that's another story. I'm oily. And oh, your I, face. Yeah, I had to wash my face right before this podcast because like, oil's just pouring into my eye. No. I guess, couldn't see what I was doing. It's distracting. It is. It is. So, I feel bad for you occasionally. All those changes, <laughs> though, they've like kind of changed the way other people respond to you, too, huh? They have. They have others' responses to my changes. And the, the thing with the girls. Yeah, I asked you about the changing girls. And I said, what, what's with these girls? I, I don't know these people. And I'm walking, and some lady will start looking at me and smiling and act a little weird. And, and then you said, tummy in, chest out, shoulders back, chin up. Yeah. And I said, yeah, yeah, that's what she did. And you said, she finds you attractive, even if only subconsciously, and she wants to make a good impression. And I said, chicks are weird. Yes, they are. <laughs> you agreed with me. That Thanks. was that was wild because that, that was happening. There was that bear at Pride. Yeah, that was funny. Oh that was totally gosh. funny. because I... We were at a Pride event and I go to a church. I work at the Pride event with my church and we're all there and you have number two child there with you coming to visit and talk with me and, and we're all tearing down and we were thinking that I would have to use my car to cart things back from the Pride Festival to the church and you're standing there with number two child and one of the other guys from my church and some big bear, well, the, very faggy bear. I'm standing there with the the guy from church and he, he talks to the guy who's walking past and I'm thinking he's flirting with him because, you know, he's like, hey, I've seen you more times today than I've seen all the people I was here with or something. And I thought, okay, well, obviously. They're two very pretty gay boys and they're just flirting. That's what I figured. So that guy stopped to talk to us and what happened? is then our friend went to help the other guys that were loading the church stuff back up and the bear guy was standing there talking to me and I thought well this is funny because now guys talk to me you know they they read me as a guy and they talk to me one oh. of the things that really pushed me into wanting to transition is my fellow dudes won't talk to me you you need to look more like them for them to realize that you're a dude yeah so that helps but then this guy what was the first question he asked you you know I said something about my son and he said so does uh does your son have another dad? And I'm uh. like, no, actually, because I'm clueless still. Yes, of course <laughs> like, you're clueless. You've always been clueless. He has a mom. Actually, he has a mom and a stepmom. But, you know, he was talking to me for a while. And anyhow, it was obvious to me at some point, And I probably became a little uncomfortable cause, as it was dawning on me that he's like flirting with me now. The other guy was flirting with him. And of course, this typically happens with people. The one who wants to flirt with the other one, that one doesn't want to flirt back. So then they go and flirt with somebody else. And, you know, it's just weird. And you got to be the somebody else. I was <laughs> somebody else. So then I go to the car where my wife is and I say, hey, I, I want to tell you something because <laughs> it's really <laughs> funny. And uh, I told you. Uh, you told me. I told you. <laughs> I said I told you. Okay. In my head, it sounded like I told you. Okay. I don't even know what I told you, <laughs> but I did tell you. <laughs> you did tell me. I did. I said, uh, I think that this is just what happened and it's really bizarre to me. So it was funny. It was very funny because I, I have never before in my life had a bear try to pick me up <laughs> until last week. There you have it. That was fun. Um, you know you're passing when the gay men are into you. That was a happy thing. That was a, wow, this is really working. How great is that? So once these changes started happening, we knew that you would have to start telling people why these changes were happening because they would start noticing 
And it started this bigger coming out process, coming out to the kids, coming out at work. Right. The changes and the plan for surgery, the the uh, chest surgery. So I started T in April and by August I had set myself up to have surgery. So it was time to do that. How easy it was to come out to the kids. And and remember number two saying, so you'll be my real dad then? That made me laugh so hard because for so long he had had three moms Mm -hmm. that he was like all about having a dad because he is very testosterone driven. He is. And he gloms onto any potential male role model, no matter how questionable or dismissive of him. He is just absolutely smitten. He does it less. He does. Yeah. I remember him looking at the picture that you have at home and then you said you have it at work but me and him when we were at some playground and I think it was the playground in San Francisco around the corner from Yeah, we were your there. friend's house. We were there for Pride. We had driven to visit my cousin Vinny and That was when you yeah. broke your ankle and Yeah. But anyhow, <laughs> he looked at that picture once and he said, "Hey, whose dad is that?" And I said, "Dude, that's your dad. That's you and me." He goes, oh, because he he won't wear his glasses. No, he won't. But once he got up closer, he could tell who it was and what it was. And he was like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. So he was all excited that he was going to have a dad. Right. And our other two kids were just sort of like, yeah, okay, can I have cookies now? Yeah, they just wanted ice cream or cookies or something, which is what we were going to do right after. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what else happened is then the biggest kid came over to get her phone fixed. Yes. Because it doesn't swim. No, it doesn't. Unless you have some kind of special case on it, which apparently the special case... Wasn't as special as the person who got it for her said it was. Yeah. So, yeah, she needed a replacement phone. And and conveniently, son number two, who was the uh, child at home, had gone to play with the neighbors. And we were absolutely boggled at the fact that he would go and play with the neighbors. I thought that was just completely beyond where he was. But They're kids. Yeah. They're all kids. He just wants to play with kids. Okay. We are boring. He has made that clear. We are. (laughs) (laughs) He wanted the neighbors. Yes. That was a good time to have a moment to talk to the oldest kid. Yes. Who was totally fine. No Mm -hmm. big deal. But it gave us a minute to have that conversation without being interrupted every half a second. Right. But that's how it works around here. You don't get interrupted every minute or every second. It's every half a second. Yes, it totally is. And Big Kid came over with her girlfriend. Yeah. And they got the phone fixed and came out to them. I was glad to finally have it. I I like to talk to my family in person when I'm coming out. You know. Trying to get that kid over here sometimes can be challenging because, you know, she's got a schedule going on and a busy life. and Yeah, yeah. she's a young adult. They like their social time. They like... Like, you know, they're doing things. They're, they're doing things. Mm-hmm. So that was great. I was really happy that the big kid and then the little kids. Yay. And the medium, sort of big, but medium kid. Yeah. So number one. The physically big kid. The physically big kid. <laughs> the kids in the house. Yes. We've been preparing to come out to the kids for quite a while. We have been. And we did that by, of course, realizing that that was going to be a process that, you know, part of the process here. Yes. And by finding a bit by accident, but for, fortunately, some YouTube videos from other guys mm-hmm. about coming out to kids. Yep. And 
books. Books, um, Backwards Day and My Princess Boy, and there's a couple others with tomboy-type characters, and we've pointed out the difference between someone's body gender and their brain gender. Yes, so we've been work- working on that for a while. And, of course, Number Two Son seems to have recognized that all along the way, even before we started this process. Yes, he, he knew that you had a girl body and a boy brain, and that's just because he's my mom. Yes. So we, we did a lot of preparing, getting ready for that, and trying to be aware of their ages, how this would be best explained, keeping it simple. And you started, well, I started with, hey, babe, before we go in there, let's talk for a second so I can remember what I'm saying. Yes, <laughs> yes, because we needed to talk about what we were going to say. Yes, and we had had this conversation, you and I, a whole bunch of times mm-hmm. about what we were going to say. But right right before we went in, I just kind of wanted to touch base with you on how brief we were going to be. And I think we had decided that we were going to just be as basic with the facts as we needed to be and then answer the questions if they had any. Right. So while we were talking about what we were going to say, we decided that I would lead off by pulling from that foundation that we've been building and say, you know, we've talked about the difference between the brain and the body and how someone can have a girl brain and a girl body like number three or a boy brain and a boy body like number two and number two pipes right up with and how you could have a girl body and a boy brain like my mama. And I said, yeah, and that's the cool part. Right. So then I I did explain to them that that was true. And I don't know. What did I say? You you, you were listening to words. (laughs) I remember what happened. (laughs) You said, well, I decided that having a girl body wasn't working for my boy brain anymore. And so I went to the doctor a few months ago, and he's helping me fix my body to match my brain. And they were... They were happy, and then they asked for dessert. Yes. Because we had the family meeting between dinner and They clarified, because you had clarified to them, now George will be your stepfather. Yes, for number one and three, George won't be your stepmom. He'll be your stepdad. And hey, number two, if George is a dad, is that a she or a he? And number three, of course, steps all over him and says, she's a he. (laughs) I wasn't talking to you. So <laughs> she does like to answer questions. She's she gonna does. be Hermione. She's gonna, gonna be I'm Hermione. My arm in there like <laughs> she's, Hermione. She's totally Hermione. <laughs> oh my gosh. Then, you know, come back to number two again. Okay, really number two this time and give a dirty look to number three. <laughs> Is that gonna make it a him or a her? And I'm eyeing number three all the time, making sure, you know, giving her the, the mom eye. Don't you answer. <laughs> give give two the time to, to think. And he, he says, it's a him. Dad's a him. Yes. So that, that was it. Yeah. Are these, is, is this right here, is this his shoe or her shoe? Because I wanted to get the last form of pronoun in. Mm-hmm. And they answer together on that part. Yeah. His shoe. His shoe. So number one. Number one is 13. He just sort of sat there and took it all in like, oh, what are my parents doing now? All right. Uh, Yeah. It doesn't matter what it is. He's he's like required to be miserable mm-hmm. at his age. Mm-hmm. The other two kids were just bouncing around in the overstuffed chair mm-hmm. and uh, doing acrobatics and saying, okay. Try, trying not to bump each other. Yes. So you'll be my real dad? Yes, I'll be your real dad. Okay. Okay. That's great. Can I have ice cream now? <laughs> 
I think number two gave you a hug and number three went to the table. Yeah, it was that was pretty much it. Yeah, which so I kind of had a feeling it would be. Well, I did, but we had we had so many other things going on with the doctor issues mm-hmm. that we were falling behind on our calendar, right? And getting the kids informed so that they have time to process it. Yeah, because we don't want them going back to school and having to process. You know, if something pops into their head, we don't want them explaining it to a classmate or a teacher. That could be a negative experience for them. It could, and I have you know, I'm not kidding myself. Of course, they're always they're going to be processing it for a while. Our little princess is quite thorough in explaining to her brothers. That's because... She's your dad now. Yes. (laughs) And just looks at him kind of like, get with the program, dude. They explained this to us. It was funny because he's he's just going to be, I think, number two is just going to be a little slow on the uptake anyway. Well, uh, until he sees some more physical changes. He's he's going to respond to those. He will. He totally will. Because he's totally subconscious on that binary thing. He is. He's a binary child. And so when I get upper surgery and have a little more facial hair than the type I have now, which has a complete necessity to be shaved in order to yeah. be presentable. You got the teen stash going. I, I do have a little tiny soul patch that likes to not be shaved. It doesn't like to respond to the razor. You poor thing. <laughs> so that's great. So after the kids were on board, then you had to get ready to come out at work, which you were going to be taking medical leave for your top surgery anyway, and you figured that would be the best time to do it. I was taking leave. I didn't take medical leave because I didn't want them in charge of my medical needs. Okay. And the ability to be gone from work. I took vacation. That that seems like a reasonable choice. Then I had more control. But then you were no longer on medical or vacation. You were on administrative leave for a while. Yeah, because I mucked the whole thing up. And that was an interesting process. And I have to say how well it went with everyone at work was certainly a highlight. And how totally government-like they mucked it all up was totally, (laughs) it was expected. They did it like perfectly how you expect them to. Remember Uh the union lawyer saying to me, you gave them a book to read and they didn't read it. I do remember your union lawyer saying that. Some time ago, I came out to my boss and the general plan was that I would probably write an email, have it reviewed, and then the email would be sent. Yes. And it would be saying, hi, I'm Mr. George now. So, you know, everybody could get in the groove and change their pronouns and all that good stuff. You know, in the meantime, I was trying to schedule with surgery consults and all this. And I had had the one, the surgery date was like sooner than we could have imagined. Uh, and it seemed like good timing because, you know, we were all done waiting. Let's just, let's just say it that way. <laughs> we're yes. done waiting. Yeah. You know, if they give you a date for a couple weeks out, you take it. Yeah. You just say, yeah, that sounds good. So then it's time to say, hey, what do you want me to do about the email? Okay, write the email. And I write the email and I give it to my boss and and the person in charge. She reviews it and she says it's a good email. And uh, HR says, why do you have to do that? And we're like, well, we can explain that to you. Why do we have to do that? I think we went over that a couple of weeks ago. It's we just did. I'm just, I'm just catching this up. Yes. Okay. So now we're at the I, point of <sighs> why do we have to do that? And then the message I got, it's okay. HR says they don't understand why we have to do that, but it's up to the director himself. So uh, we're going to go back to the director and uh, let him decide. And then I hear nothing and I hear nothing. And I've got like three days working that week before I leave for surgery. And I send a little email reminder saying, hey, you who, what do you want to do now? I'm going away and I'd like this to be solved when I come back. How can I help you solve it? Yes. And all we got back was 
Got it. And my boss said, hmm. Got what? We've got nothing. Apparently she has something, which is our email and that's all. That's all she's copying to. So uh, nothing, nothing, nothing. So I have surgery and then I talk to my boss who's going to be taking some time off, you know, plan time off. And um, she says, you go ahead and send me an email and I will forward it to them and say, hey, what's going on? And the, hey, what's going on was this odd uh, response of, well, HR is deciding what to do because they haven't dealt with this before. Well, not in 15 years, but... Everything's new now. Right. There's new laws and new mm-hmm. stuff. So that was the message we got. And I said to my boss, I thought that our director, it was the ball was in his court and he was supposed to decide that's the message we got. And now HR is involved again? Hmm. So nothing, nothing, nothing. Eventually, I'm thinking, wonder if I should talk to the union and ask them what the perimeters of this are what I should do here. Like, right. what? Give me a clue. Give me some support, something. And then my coworker comes to visit and this is the poor coworker who's the only one who knows everything and, you know, has to deal with the rest of this bullshit with us. <laughs> and Your poor work wife. Yeah. She says, maybe you should call the union and talk to them because, you know, there's attorneys there and they probably would know what's going on. I said, yeah, you know, we were thinking that. I think I'll do that. So I do. And that's where we're at now. So You I, called the union. I said, them an email and I said, hey, I've got a situation going on that I'm trying to work out with HR. I've been told I'm working it out with HR. Yes. And it doesn't seem to be getting resolved and I'm not sure what to do, but I'd like some assistance figuring out what to do or some support. And I get an email back from the attorney who's the support person answering my question and said, absolutely, call me or email me. So I send her a response email. You forwarded her all of the prior emails. I did. There was just three of them. I said, okay, I'm going to send you, this is this is what's going on. I'm trying to come out transgender and get this all worked out there. And here's the emails that we had. My understanding was this was our plan, but I'm not getting an answer. They want this plan. They don't want this plan. They have another plan. They have no plan. They don't know what to do. Nothing. Getting nothing back. And I need to know because my leave time's up and I'm supposed to go back Monday. So she says, okay. And she calls me and clarifies a few things such as, what has your experience been so far? What's your experience with your direct supervisor? What's your experience with any co-workers who know. Basically checking that everything has been good so far. Everything's working well. Yes, it's gone well. We seem to be stuck here. And she says, okay, I'm going to dig it out. I'm going to call HR. I'm going to call your director type person and anybody else. And, and I'm going to find out what's going on and what do we need to do? Okay. And I said, perfect. This is great. It's what I want. Thanks. So I don't hear anything all the next day. And then I'm like, okay. Then she calls back. What they say is that the reason they told you no is because because they would like you to do this in small groups. They would not like to send out a big email. And I said, if they had told me no, I would have been saying, hey, they told me no, and I don't like that answer. But what I did is I said to you, I'm not getting any answers. And she said, absolutely. Can, can we pause for a second to just admire the absurdity of the small group idea? Yes, we can. Because we can. You, you meet with the small group, and then you've got five or six people who are heeing you, and the whole rest of the building is still sheing you, and then and you meet with another small group and there's a few more and I'd then like, everybody's confused. I'm really interested. Are they providing tea and crumpets? <laughs> you know, what, do they have a script for me like my wife does? I yes. mean, what, what do they want me to say to them? What do they want those people to do then? If they don't even know what to do with a really clear email, then do they really know what I should tell the small group of people? And is it limited to five? I mean, what are the perimeters here? What do you want? 
Right. So, yeah, it's absurd. And I told the attorney union helper person that. And, you know, she's an attorney, so she doesn't say anything. She just listens and um, says, okay, well, we can meet with them if you like. And I say, well, I have no idea. We can certainly do it their way. It'll totally backfire. But they need to tell me what it is we're doing. And she said, they do need to tell you that. And I'm going to call HR and tell them they need to tell you that. So she calls HR and HR says, what are you talking about? We already told the director type person falls in his court. We don't think you need to do it, but he can do it if he wants to and he should take care of it. And this is the the big director that's over the assistant director you've been dealing with. Yes. Okay. Then she talks to him or somebody who was talking to him, and he said he never got the other emails. So I don't know how they decided that they told me no if he didn't even get all the emails. Sounds like whoever is saying they is using the royal we. Yeah, exactly. So I say this to my union person. She says, well, the director now wants to review this himself when he gets back. And so what they're going to do in the meantime is give you admin leave, which basically means it's on their dime because they should have handled this already which is actually what she said in the very first phone call that the union person said, read your email, it's really good, and they should have done this already. Yeah. Because they could have done it while you're gone and the problem would be solved, and it's not. I said, no, it's a bigger problem. We all know this only has to be as big of a problem as they make it, and I wanted to forget how big of a problem they could probably make it. (laughs) I, I really did. I really did. Well, anyhow, the attorney has her pronouns in order. Yay. Thank you. And she says, I told them, look, This guy is trying to talk to you and work this out so he can go back to his job and you're not communicating with him. Why? And I'm thinking, this is good. Ass hats. <laughs> this is good. Because the person who had the loop got all the strings tangled up and didn't have anybody untangle them. She just put it in the drawer and closed it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what she seems to be trying to do with your closet door. Yeah, that's how I feel. And what happens is I'll, I'll get a call, like one of these, you know, half dozen calls, and I'll get really mad. I'm just mad as hell. And then I think, okay, I already know that they're like this a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And so it's not unexpected, but that doesn't mean it's acceptable. Lying is not okay. Not taking care of something you should be taking care of is not okay. And, you know, add, add your own because there's plenty. The, the entire <clears throat> situation and the way in which it has been handled is completely unprofessional and unacceptable. Right. And it can it can totally be remedied. Yeah. And I was thinking earlier today of sending them an email and I told my bosses this morning, kind of like babying them along of, okay, you guys, let me use my professional voice here and skills and try to get everybody calmed down Yeah. and remind them that this doesn't have to be a big deal. And I was thinking about doing that. And I was like, you know, the hell with that. I'm going to go do something for myself today that is not related to some bullshit nonsense. And I'm just going to drive my butt to the serene place that I like to sit with. Yeah. The sounds of nature and my dog. Yes. So I did. Yay. Yeah. Cool. I sat there and uh, we hung out and it was good. And then uh, I came home. And now I'm talking to the microphone. So what is the plan now going forward? Because it's changed so many times. Yes. The current the current final plan <laughs> <laughs> is that Tuesday they are going to meet with me. The union person will call me before then and let me know when. Because they didn't give her time because the director would also like other people to be there. I'm not expecting that they will really get everybody to the same place on Tuesday or not yet until they tell me that they're doing that because now they need more players. 
Lovely. Yeah. Oh, the other thing, I think I forgot this part. I had told the union person at the beginning, I said, you know, I gave my boss a book. <laughs> and and she's offered them this book more than once. And they've declined. And all the attorney said was, you gave them a book and they didn't take it. And I'm like, nope, they didn't. She still has it if they want it. Yes. They have time. So, yeah. Because yeah. we, we, we had found the book, which is kind of old school, but it's perfectly workable information. Yeah. Uh, Transsexuals in the Workplace. You can find it online cheap. Transsexuals in the Workplace is not actually a book that exists. That's a title that I made up on, in my head out of two other books that we had looked at. So, Well, I kept it. So there. Yeah. It's a blue book with white writing. It is. I'm a picture person. That's a topic, though. Yep. And my boss is a book person who can look at the information, and that's the way she likes to digest things. That's why I got the book. Now, they didn't have to read the book. They could have just asked her. Right. They asked me and her in the meeting. Of course. The director type person said, so, according to your research, this is the best way to do this. And I said, absolutely. Of course. This is my the best way I know. The state has done this. We can do it, too. The state has done that. They have. <laughs> they have. <laughs> Yeah, but we're not taking any pages out of their book, apparently. Well, apparently not. We might not. We're just not taking any pages or books. Oh, so yeah. <sighs> like you, you gave them this old school, but it was relevant it was material. Good stuff. You it know? was here's how we do this, and it was to back up what I was telling them we should do, and and we, they we, still did. They did the other things, which we talked about <laughs> quite a bit. So we finally got some resolution on that thing at work. They decided, let's have a meeting now, this afternoon. How about four o'clock? And what time did they call you to ask you that? Like one o'clock or something. Lovely. And it was just me and the union person and the top director guy and uh, HR. Okay. So, yes, we had a meeting. And... They they said they didn't know what to do with this situation and asked me to explain why I wanted to send the email. Why did I want to use this particular venue? And and what happened after they asked you to explain? They listened. <gasps> yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. And I I talked to my sister about this after and. I told her how, how different that is and that it, it's not a situation. It's definitely a gender thing. It's like my good friend said, you know, welcome to the world of male privilege. Yep. It's, it's that because everybody just listened and I talked for a while and they listened the whole time to the whole thing. And it wasn't that way of like I, I said to my sister, you know, like when there's one guy sitting there, or there's a guy and the guys are always like looking around and they're not really listening if you're a woman because they don't figure what you're saying is important anyway. And they have that look on their face. And she said she knew exactly what I was talking about. There was none of that. Right. There was actual listening. Mm-hmm. So that was very different. And we got to uh, discuss their their concerns about the drama that can go on. And I said, I am very aware of the drama that goes on. <laughs> In our, in our business, in yes. our building. Yes. I assure you. And I talked to them about having been out. We had, you and I had gone out to see a friend that was in town that used to work with me and works out of town now, moved out of town, works out of town and came back to visit. Mm-hmm. And then there were a bunch of people from my office that showed up there. Hi. Hi. I have no chest. <laughs> 
Nice to see you. Yeah. And they were, they were very cool because they were very respectful. They weren't going to, you know, ask anything about anything. But the fact of the matter is they knew what was going on, whether it came from someone or from speculation. And had this email been sent out in the first place, we wouldn't have been at this point of everybody speculating. No. Where, where's George? And then my coworker can't say where I am. No. Because this problem has not been resolved. And it, so I explained to them that we, you and I had been out and that people do know what they don't know what to do with it. Yeah. And that the email, even though it's very short, tells them, here's what you do. You change your pronouns. That's it. Yeah. And uh, we won't trip on it. None of us. Nope. Nobody will get freaked out. Nope. Either way. Yep. So they don't know what to do with it. And they really do need to know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. So they said, okay, let's send an email, but let's not send it to the whole address list. Let's send it to the people that you work with all the time that need to know this right now. Which is only 90% of the entire department building I, email list. I, I knew that, but I said, okay, because if I said, well, that will still be 90%, we would have been stuck there longer hashing it out. And if I said, okay, and then went and took care of it and sent something, we would at least be still moving in the same direction. Oh, for gender's sake. And that's what, that's what we needed to do. <laughs> So I did. I came home and I went through the list and I took all the new people off and all, you know, anybody I don't like really directly work with at any point. Right. Even if they know me. I mean, I've been there like 10 years. So they're going to know me, but mm-hmm. whatever. And and you were kind of memorable. I mean, you're the girl George to them. Yes. So so, so I was. So I, I did the pairing down and sent it to him, like he said, and didn't hear anything, didn't hear anything, didn't hear anything all day Tuesday, even though we were supposed to be doing this Tuesday. And then when I did hear something, it was still sort of a freak out of, oh, my God, that's still like almost everybody. And I'm like thinking to myself, well, yeah, duh, that's what I tried to tell you. Mm-hmm. But since that's really not going to fly, the pairing down, the the practical paring down. Mm-hmm. And you're saying, no, really, that's still too much. And you're going to try to figure out what to do with it. What I'm going to do, and I seriously didn't think this was going to happen this way, but I thought it's one of those things you're doing while you're waiting for an answer. And you're thinking this shouldn't be the answer, but I'll just do it while I'm waiting. You offer other options. And I, so I pared it down really a lot farther and thought, who do I not work with like every single day? Who can I take off of here that might be on my Facebook? <laughs> <laughs> Or people who should already know. Who can I, you know, well, I would want everybody, including those people to have it because I'd want them to know that it just got sent. Yes. Who can I take off of here that can just get it sent to them later? And how can I word that? So then I changed the wording so that I could say they could forward it, but frame that appropriately so that the kind of forwarding would be within that framework. And that was half from what I had. I just started chucking names out of there. I thought, well, we'll tell this one later. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> you know, let me just try to get this done. Yep. And he said, okay. But I had asked two questions then. I had asked also, okay, if you don't want to send it to everybody, do you want to talk to your supervisors first? Well, that created a delay because then he wasn't sure about that. And he had to check with a bunch of people in order to try to decide. And then they did decide to send it to a higher group of supervisors in their meeting first the next day. And then I would release the email. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's just like that. Yeah. That's how it is. So I sat here the next day and waited until it was time. And then when it was time, I wanted to hurry up and send the damn thing before something else yeah. kept it from happening. <laughs> I went to send it and the links wouldn't. Oh. They wouldn't be links. 
Oh. And I'm not you, so I fought with it a little harder than you probably would have. Oh, well, and you've got a lot of colleagues there who are probably not going to follow the URLs if they have to copy-paste them into a browser. I wanted them to be links, for sure. So I got that cutting and pasting. I'm trying to, it just won't effing go. (laughs) And then I finally get it as a link, and then the addresses won't cut and paste as addresses. And I'm like... (laughs) Really? <laughs> so then I, I just kept messing around with that. And I thought, okay, just keep your cool, man, because I'm going to sit here until this is done. So this shit is going to cut and paste and mail and that's final. And it's going to do it the way I need it to do it, not the way it feels like doing it or whatever's going on here. Some kind of, ha ha, try this. <laughs> you thought you were ready. <laughs> no, you are not. And I got it all to go, and then I thought, now I have to review it again and make sure I didn't mess anything up while I was fixing all this stuff. Of course. And I still had some regrets or thoughts about who wasn't getting this right this minute. And a couple of the names I took out, I could put in the CC part, because they were like my boss and my coworker and my boss's boss and right. that kind of stuff. And so technically you made the <laughs> list shorter technically, <laughs> to make your super, your uh, well, the, I had <laughs> director happy. Those people needed to know it was being sent out right now. Yes. It's in everybody's mailboxes. Hello, just so you know. Uh That was fair enough. They didn't need to be notified what was going on. They needed to be notified that it had gone on. Yes. Finally. Good job. (laughs) And I sent it and I thought, great. And I was trying to shut everything off. And quick, I got like three emails back that were like, congrats. And that's great. And that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I thought, okay, but I'm going to shut this off. And I'm going to walk away from this computer for at least 24 to 48 hours. I don't even want to know email exists in the world. (laughs) I'm going to go away. And I did. I just went away from the computer. And my boss was texting something and I let her know, I'm just not even going near that computer. I'll let you know when I'm going back. And she totally got that. Yay. Because, you know, she had just had her holidays and and had her break from technology and knew exactly where I was going with that. Eventually, I did check the email and had about 35 emails back from folks at work in response that were all very positive, very nice emails, and I forwarded a few of those to my soup so she could see. It's all good. Everybody's happy for you. Everybody's happy for me. Except the people who got left out. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And then that's true. And then I got an email... From a person who is a good person to do this kind of thing of, hey, George, some people are just wondering why they didn't get the email and they have no problem with you or what you're doing. They just have a problem with they didn't get the email. And and she said, and w- that's us, you know it. And I, and I said, I absolutely, I understand that. So I sent her an email and I said, blame the director. I did. Well, he had already gone to, to back to the people he started with and said, Hey, my bad. It didn't go to everybody, but not everybody knew that yet. Right. And I don't know if she had gotten that message yet or not, but just to clarify it, I did send an email back and I said, yes, this is true. And that's because my first choice of sending it to everybody in the whole address book was denied. It was not recommended and neither was my next pair down. So I took the one I could get so that it could get done before my boss and my coworker. Strung you up by your toenails? That's not what I said, but they might have been considering <laughs> it at that point. They, they wanted me to come back to work and do my job so they didn't have to. Yes. I, I sent a little URL of the serious black poster wanted. Yes. And I said before they had to put those up all over the building. <laughs> looking for me. And so they, they liked that and I sent it to my boss and, and they got it that the word was getting around. 
So that seems good. I think a couple of people still were kind of bent by that. And all things considered, that's not, not bad at all. No, it's not. <laughs> so, phew. I was really glad to send the email and the, the stress was kind of building a little more than I realized because it's like, really, we're, we're still not there. And, and that was, oh, part of the meeting was, oh, let's send them email. This is Monday. We're having a meeting. Let's send the email Tuesday, tomorrow. And then when do you think we should have you come back? You know, I'd like you to not come back right away and let's finish letting this settle. Isn't that why you had wanted to originally send it like the day you left? Yes. And they realized that that was their bad. And so they said, okay. And I said, Monday should work. And they said, okay. And I thought, well, if we don't get this thing out and it's Wednesday now, tick, 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 and Monday is coming. Yes. And then what are you going to do? Put me on leave again? And, and then, then my supervisor and coworker <laughs> would be stringing them up by their toenails, <laughs> as you like to say. Yes. Because it wasn't going to be me. <sighs> I'd be in hiding. <laughs> Just feed all your customers to the bears and everyone will be good. <laughs> uh, the bears are full from eating our children. Oh, darn yeah. it. Yeah. That's our normal threat. What am I going to do with these kids? Oh, we'll just feed them to the bears. We don't tell them that too often, but we say it to each other. Yes. Somehow it's satisfying. It's a lot of things that we say to each other that we don't (laughs) tell the kids. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. I find it amusing that the only people who got upset about that letter that you sent were the people who were upset because it hadn't been sent to them. That was funny. And then I did... um, let them know. And they were like, oh, okay. Yeah, on, only people who, who got mad were the ones who didn't get it, which was the problem with the whole government approach to things. <sighs> so. We'd love to hear from you. So let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening! Where did you go? I went here and there because after all that insanity, I didn't think I was qualified to drive very far and consider myself able to pay attention to what I was doing. That sounds fair. So I didn't. I just did some things I needed to get done. I went somewhere close to take a walk, and then I just did some other things I needed to do. It was sort of that, these things will be done and I'll be glad type of deal. I was totally satisfied with that. Can I just say that I find it wonderfully attractive that you find productivity to be pleasurable? You can say that. I find it wonderfully attractive <laughs> that you find productivity to be pleasurable. You can even say it twice like you just did. Yay! Okay. <laughs> <laughs>